and welcome to Turtle Tracks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with the guys from Stern Pinball, uh, Zach Sharp, the Director of Marketing at Stern, and illustrator Jeremy Packer. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Great. Uh, so I'm asking you guys here, uh, if there are any Turtle fans that don't already know about the, uh, the Stern Pinball Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pinball machines, well, they're missing out because these are like truly beautiful pinball machines they're amazing i appreciate that <laughs> oh they look great i i, I agree Jer- jeremy makes my job as director of marketing much easier so i can kind of just, just sit back and let you know the artwork do the talking i uh, i'm glad to hear that uh so do i get paid for this one uh you know ch- checks in the mail maybe <laughs> I kid, I kid. They take good care of it. <laughs> and it's know. like the details, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but they're still, they're full of just amazing, nerdy details that are just like, I'm just drooling over. So uh, before I get to that, though, I want to, I got a question for you, Zach. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about, about Stern Pinball. Uh, who are you guys? When did you start? All that stuff. Yeah. So Stern Pinball has been in business for over 30 years now. And, you know, at its core, we do everything pinball. So not just the physical machines, but we also, you know, work and collaborate with the digital games. We sell merchandise, accessories, you name it, just all things pinball. And, you know, our latest cornerstone game is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We partnered and worked closely with Nickelodeon, you know, on bringing this property to life. And we kind of honed in on the original 1987 version which I know Jeremy kind of knocked it out of the park from an artwork perspective, but you know, the lead game designer, John Borg and lead programmer, Dwight Sullivan really brought this property to life. What kind of properties do you guys usually handle? So is turtles like in the vein of that or is there? Uh, I like to use the analogy of when you go to a restaurant, we kind of have a wide menu. So we've got star Wars, stranger things, ACDC, the monsters. So our, our catalog definitely runs the gamut of all different properties and licenses because, you know, we service the worldwide market. So it's not just North America, but really the entire globe. Very cool. Uh, and uh, so the turtles machines, there are three different versions of it. Is that, is that pretty typical for you guys? Like to have various editions of each pinball of each machine? Yeah, so typically um, three times a year, we come out with what's called a cornerstone title. And that has a pro model, a premium model, and a limited edition. So the premium and LE models kind of are for the consumer market, so for the home collector, where the pro machine is more for the operator location market. So we, we help service, you know, different markets, essentially. Oh, very cool. Because, yeah, I was looking. And what's cool about it was it wasn't just like each one was like, for lack of a better way to put it, a downgraded version of the previous one. It was like each one has its own unique art and cool features. Like some have more than others, but like everything is really cool. And it's not just this version minus other shit. It's just everything has its own cool uh, rhythm to it. It's great. Oh, yeah. Good, good, better, best. Uh, so, you know, Jeremy, tell me a little bit about you. Uh, how did you, uh, get started as an illustrator and, uh, what brought you to, uh, Stern? Uh, I'm going to give you the short version cause it's actually pretty long and windy. Um, but, um, I, I was, uh, uh, I grew up in Northern Indiana. Uh, I had, uh, no athletic ability whatsoever. Uh, and so all I could do was draw things. And so I just went down that path and kept going. I uh, got uh, some scholarships, went to uh, an art college, uh, got in a lot of debt, uh, started as a fine arts major until all of the upperclassmen started graduating, and I got to see them uh, at the gas stations working, and I go, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to work and uh, try to pay this off. Uh, so I switched majors uh, halfway through uh, and became a time-based media uh, major, which was actually film and animation. I, I never took an illustration class, um, even to this day. And, and, uh, but, but that's okay because everything that I do is informed by everything that I know. And, um, I have, uh, more, uh, probably 
probably more skills and more uh, information uh, in the animation world. So um, stylistically, you know, that's why a lot of my stuff I'm told is it looks clean, but it's it's not really clean. It's just that the, I kind of like the look of uh, cell animation, things like that. Um, and I try to kind of, uh, you know, do everything a little bit further. Having said that, when I graduated, I got stuck in the dot-com world for about uh, 10 years. Um, and uh, it wasn't until, I want to say... 2012, 13, uh, that I had picked up a pencil for the first time uh, at a request of an old high school friend of mine who now uh, uh, is a very uh, prolific um, illustrator and designer in the world. Uh, does a lot of stuff for Nike and, and all these other places, uh, named by uh, a, a guy that goes by the name Hydro 74, his name's Joshua Smith. We played, um, speaking of not having any uh, athletic ability, we played football together in uh, seventh grade and uh, we were terrible. Anyway, um, uh, that was my, that was that I gave up after that. But um, so he sort of got me back into it. Um, I started posting work online because that was still, you know, Twitter was still kind of new and, and exciting and uh, people weren't there to uh, hate each other. They were there to love each other for a, a brief period of time. And um, uh, I started getting a little bit of a following. Um, I started uh, getting opportunities. Um, and I just sort of, uh, little by little, got rid of a day job and was full-time uh, doing illustration, a lot of stuff in the uh, music industry. Um, and what happened was around 2013, I believe, uh, well, actually 2011, 2013 officially, but, um, I, uh, had been contacted by an old pinball designer, uh, who I will not name, uh, who I worked with, uh, for, oh, almost five years, uh, before finding out that, um, uh, nothing was actually ever being made, <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, anyway, I'm not going to go into that one. Long story short, um, uh, I was sort of, uh, at that point, uh, seen by people, uh, who actually made pinball machines, uh, like CERN. Um, and they go, Oh, you're the one who was doing that. Hey, we actually like that artwork. Uh, and, uh, I, um, uh, through a, a mutual friend was introduced to Greg Freris, who is the, uh, art director at Stern. Um, and, uh, we went to lunch, uh, had a talk, had a good time, laughed at some jokes. Um, uh, and, uh, eventually, I don't know, two, three months later, uh, we kept in touch. And at one point, um, he said he might have something for me. Uh, and, uh, eventually found out that that was, uh, Ghostbusters. And so that was the first, uh, license that I got to do. Uh, first title and um, it turned out pretty decent I think uh, because they hired me to do more and so uh, that was 2015 yeah 2015 uh, and I've been uh, working with them pretty much ever since um, you know to varying degrees uh, I've been kind of working non-stop for over a year now on um, well two different titles now so um, but but uh, but yeah that's that's the background it's boring it's uh, you know you know no. how things happen. Yeah, you know, I'm curious. What makes what what does pinball machine art call for? Like, what what what's unique about that versus comic books or cartoons? Like, what 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 does it need? Well, you know, okay, so that's interesting. Let me give you uh, just a slight background. So I gave you I gave you the the background of uh, you know I was just a nerdy kid. Well, the details of being a nerdy kid was I was a huge comic book and uh, gamer, uh, comic book fan and gamer as a kid. I, I grew up. My first, and this is how weird I am too, my first uh, console that I had as a child was a Sega Master System. Isn't that terrible? My parents, <laughs> the parents hated me. Anyway, um, uh, uh, that, so that's sort of, I was destined to do something weird at that point, uh, if that's where I started. Um, and uh, anyway, I loved, I loved Sega. Uh, I, I actually followed every system they ever had after that. But, but having said that, I grew up, my dad uh, works in, worked in construction, I should say. He's retired now. 
Um, and I grew up, uh, uh, he was in a bowling league because, uh, you know, when you do sort of, you know, that kind of, uh, uh, day, day work, you, you, you have sort of these, you know, bizarre, was bowling big in the eighties. I don't know. I anyway. was in a bowling league. I was in a okay, bowling well, league when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's trophies and I, sh- so, I, uh, just, yeah. well, see there, see, I don't know anything. Um, so long story short, I, I would actually go with my sister and I was like, I don't know, second grade. Uh, and my sister uh, was three years older than me. And she would literally like kind of watch me like that was back when like kids could sort of be left to their own and you didn't worry they were going to get murdered. Um, uh, at least not as much. Uh, <laughs> it was less frequent back then. Anyway, um, uh, so I would go uh, Wednesday nights and it was until like 10 o'clock at night, which for me was like incredible because as a kid, like I couldn't stay up past like eight. Right. And uh, my sister and I would uh, basically just play pinball. And actually, they had a dragon's lair there, too. So, like, whenever I could, I'd play that. But we found out the pinball machine, if you got underneath it, flipped the switch, turned it off, turned it back on, you'd get one ball for free. So, uh, anyway, we played pinball um, every Wednesday <laughs> for hours on end. Um, and and uh, so... Having said that, my dad loved pinball. And eventually, he, at one of the jobs, uh, he was doing a remodel, he came home with a, an old Gottlieb roller coaster uh, that actually worked, by the way, too. Um, uh, and we had that in our house, and I played it uh, daily for years. Um, and uh, I always admired and loved the art. It was all silk screen. Uh, work back then, even though, let's be honest, some of those machines, and that one in particular, it's not the most artistic uh, machine ever made. Um, I-, I was always drawn towards that sort of cleanly silkscreen look, which again, to me, reminded me of, of sort of the cell animation, as I discussed earlier. So, so uh, needless to say, um, uh, what does, what does uh, pinball take? Um, you know, I don't know that I've ever sat down to actually um, sort of put it into any academic terms. Um, but for me, uh, I just sort of, you know, gobble up, you know, years of gaming um, and and sort of regurgitate and try to find things that uh, would draw me across the room. Um, and then when I got there would keep me sort of staring and pouring over it. So I don't know that I have a good answer for it other than I try to make something that doesn't suck. Uh, and then secondly, a noble goal. (laughs) Yeah. Hope that people hope that people agree with me that it doesn't suck. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I like making things uh, sort of freeze frames in time of, of you know, action or, or you know, impulse sort of uh, scenes. Things that, that uh, again, hopefully are exciting. Uh, but you don't know. Um, everybody's different, you know. I, I just have a, a different sensibility. Some people, what is considered uh, action is much different than what I consider action. How's that? You know, it's true. Like I'm, I'm, and I, I hadn't realized this until you just said that. But looking at the art for the turtles, things there is no picture of the four turtles looking forward pensively, or any of that. They're always it's like a story in motion for Christ the entire machine all over. Every panel is like a different. They're eating pizza. They're hiding in the sewers. There's always something going on in each picture, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I my whole goal is to make sure that I don't repeat myself. Uh, I look at it as there's so many pieces uh, that give me opportunity, and I also look at the price of these things, and I go, "Geez, man, these things better look like the Mona Lisa." Oh, by the way, the Mona Lisa is ugly, so that's not a good example. But anyone out there, I'm sure they'll get this. Um, uh, I would hope that you know um, people can appreciate, and I always say this: this is my go-to. Is my goal at the end of the day is if people don't like what I've done, because objectively speaking, uh, you know, art is subjective. Uh, um, that at least they look at it and go, "Well, it looks like he spent a lot of time on it." I guess there's that. Um, with the turtles though, I, I, I'm a huge turtles fan. Like my fondest memories. And again, I'm a big gamer. So my fondest memories 
Uh, obviously, I watched uh, the cartoon in the mornings before school. Uh, you know, the first five episodes premiered in my neck of the woods in the morning um, before school. And that was, you know, I, I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Obviously, I knew about him because of the comics. I knew that this was not the comics, um, but I was still fascinated by it. And then I still remember to this day, the first time I walked into an arcade and I saw the Konami uh, four player machine um, and like me and, and uh, my one friend, because I only had one friend. I didn't have four. I didn't have three others. It was, it was just one. I uh, went up there and we fought over who was going to be Donatello. Uh, of course I won. And, uh, um, uh, and, and, and so when I, when I found out about the, this project and when I was asked if I would uh, be interested in it, um, I, I literally uh, had to kind of hold myself back from, from kind of like uh, making a squee noise. I know that's strange, but it was, it's the noise I make. Um, and uh, I was really, really uh, happy. And, and, and all throughout, I said, uh, my goal was to elicit that same feeling uh, for people of my age group of when they first approached that Konami arcade, uh, you know, back in what, 89, I think, something like that. Um, uh, I don't know if I succeeded, um, but but I did not want to create my own uh, version of the turtles that didn't pay respect to that era, um, and that was that was actually kind of a hard sell too. But that's that's another conversation that I don't. I gotta I gotta say for that level of fan like that. I, so I you can't see this on a podcast, but like I'm obsessed with the Konami game. Like I have, that's the original turtles in time cabinet behind me, Nice, which nice. I, I, I obsessively looked for, for years, <laughs> finally buying one and saving the money for it and all that shit. So like, uh, just from the pictures of this, I was like, I, I got that, that like geek out. Holy shit. I need to have this machine feeling. It's <laughs> well, you, that's good. 100% succeeded. Yes. Good mission su- mission success, but but you know there's a lot of people like uh, in the pinball world. There's a lot of people who who you know look at this and go oh, turtles. Why the turtles? You know t-? they don't get it. Uh, sure. But 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 the people who do, I hope will have a deep connection like what you just said, and they'll totally get it and love. And and to that end, uh, um, working with Nickelodeon was uh, literally effortless. Um, they were very supportive, uh, from the get go, um, with, with, uh, uh, the direction that, that I, I was taking it. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, they, they, uh, they've hired me outside, outside of Stern to do a, a little bit of work, um, which I thought was, you know, for me, that's like, you know, that's geek level, you know, I've already hit like, you know, the highest level I can, and now it's just all bonus XP. Uh, and, and so, um, for me, that's validation, I guess. But 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 at the same time, I, I always step back and I go, eh, it's not really not really validation unless people like you, like like the people who really need to be getting this, respond to it. And and so far, uh, I've had nothing but uh, positive stuff. Maybe the the negative people just are being quiet. Um, I mean, no, I, I look at it. I look at it and think of things I could do differently. Uh, I, one thing I'd love to be able to tell you, and I don't know that I can convey it, is what the schedules are like. Uh, so trying to maximize uh, the amount of input that I can, you know, the, the amount of work I can get done within the time frames uh, is, is kind of, um, you know, difficult. So I always look at it and go, ah, oh, man, if I would have had, you know, another couple hours here or there or whatever. But, um, but I, I, again, I just try to do my best and hope that people don't hate it. No, dude, I, I like you, you nailed it for me. Like I saw these things online and like, Within a couple of hours, I immediately emailed Zach and was like, I need to talk to you guys about this. It's so cool. Like, <laughs> just like geeking out over it. You know, That's Zach, great. Here's a question for you. Uh, like, what, what goes into the decision of, like, using original art versus what exists? Like, I saw you guys have a, a Star Wars uh, comic book pinball machine, which is beautiful. But I'm curious, what, what, what goes into the decision of, like, let's use the art that already exists versus let's make something new? What, what drives that? He's long gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just. No, I'm sorry. My, my, oh, there he is. <laughs> I heard my name. I know. It, like, it keeps like going in and out. I apologize. I'm like, no, no problem. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, basically, like, what goes into the decision making of like, let's use original art for something or like 
something that exists. So I know you like on your site, you have um, uh, the Star Wars comic book art machine. And from mm-hmm. what you can tell, it looks like that was the comic from the art from the comics lifted onto the machine. Um, and that's beautiful. But I'm curious what, what drives using that or recycling 30 year old artwork from Mirage Studios? Like, why would what, what derives that? Um, it's usually a collaborative process. Uh, I mean, every licensor is different. Um, you know, specifically with Star Wars, when we first came out with that game, well, I mean, technically there's been like five incarnations of that license throughout, throughout the pinball decades. But from a recent Stern perspective, you know, we came out with the original trilogy with, you know, the standard movie art. And that was, um, I think, three or four years ago. And then, you know, just working with the licensor, um, we talked about this idea of doing kind of a retro comic book, original uh, comic book style artwork for it. So it, again, you know, not every property is the same. So it really just depends on our interactions with the licensor, you know, what they're looking to promote and highlight. And, you know, it's no different than uh, what we did with uh, our recent Deadpool pinball machine where we went with the comic book IP versus the movies. And Jeremy actually did the artwork on that game as well. I saw that. Yeah. Too. That's really cool. Well, I'll speak to it from my side of it, which is um, uh, if, if I don't have the ability to create, uh, um, I guess, uh, art from whole cloth. Um, there's kind of no reason for me to be involved. Um, and so, so like, uh, I try to pick and choose and, and I don't, I mean, I know that, um, for instance, on this, this license on turtles, um, they don't have a huge, uh, amount of, uh, assets in their, in a style guide to put something like this together and do it, um, properly in my opinion. Now, when I say that, I mean, sure, you could put something together, but, but, um, it's, it's not going to have quite the nuance and you're not going to be able to, I guess, sort of make your own stories and, 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 uh, um, uh, that's pretty huge when it comes to the game rules, when it comes to, you know, obviously the LCD stuff, things like that. So, um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to be kind of picky. I actually uh, was asked to do the Star Wars comic book version, believe it or not, and I turned it down for this. Um, wow. uh, and another project, which I can't say because uh, I also turned it down, uh, but uh, they held out, and so I'm back on that one. So that's good. But having said that, uh, just to tell you how much I love Turtles, everyone said I was crazy. Wait, why? <laughs> it's I mean- uh, because you get you. A lot of people don't like if they if you go. 87 turtles versus star Wars. People go, star Wars is huge. I look at it and go, yeah, star Wars is huge, but star Wars has been done and it's going to continue to be done. What can I bring to the table? I don't think I can do much. I mean, I can, I can make it, you know, I guess as cool as I can for now, but um, I have a feeling that licensor wasn't probably going to be as nice to me either. selfishly that's sort of a joke um but but with turtles i go man here's a space that i think you know some people may not realize they want and need and i think i can hopefully try to make them uh convinced otherwise and that was that's why i i I always say that uh if it's not a challenge then i might as well not do it and deadpool was a challenge ghostbusters was a challenge i mean um the the thing I'm on now is a challenge, um, you know, uh, it, not to be like, oh, like, oh, I'm so wonderful and I love to be challenged. I literally, if it's some, if I'm repeating myself, I'm bored. Um, and that's just sort of, you know, I mean, that's true in, in, in everything. I think everyone's that way. You know, Zach, I'm curious if you can tell me about some of the, like, the physical game features. Like, what are your, what are some of the ones you, you love to talk about? Because uh, there's a lot of really cool ones that I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about. Yeah, so on all models, there is the pizza disc. So I don't know if, I'm sure you've seen the, the game trailer, but it's a high-speed magnetic spinning pizza disc. And it's capable of holding up to three pinballs at the same time. And it can spin around and launch them everywhere. And that's to kind of start Ninja Pizza multiball mayhem, which is really cool. Um, so that's on all models. On the Premium and LE, that disc can spin both directions. So really, you know, it makes that ball wild. Um, on the Premium and LE models, there's a interactive custom sculpted Turtles van. So 
like right by the left ramp, this van, the turtles van can hold up to four pinballs. And when you start turtle power multiball, the balls will spill out of the van. So it's almost like the turtles spilling out, you know, going to battle. So it's a really cool moment when you're playing. The van um, is, also, I think, what hooked me at first. That van was yeah. like, for some reason, uh, is, is it not in the standard model? Or the, I'm sorry, the pro model? Because it looks like it is, but maybe I'm missing. It is. It's okay. just, it's a, it's a custom sculpt that's static in the pro. Oh, I see. But, I, the, but the, 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 the balls pouring out of the turtle van, I think was maybe the first thing I saw. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I need to, <laughs> it's, that's such a cool feature. Yeah. So, no, I mean, and that's how we service, you know, the different markets. So for, you know, that home collector or, you know, a hyper turtles enthusiast, that premium and LE model has, you know, those extra bells and whistles. You know, you have Raphael on a glider where you can position it to return the ball to different flippers. So it's a player controlled diverter. But on the pro model, not to say that, you know, people in the home market don't buy the pro model because those go out on location predominantly you know, there's less moving parts. So that way they're more, um, they can last longer, less, you know, breakable parts just to make it more uh, streamlined for operators with less maintenance. Yeah. Can you talk about the Raphael glider? Cause that was a cool little detail that was really, I don't know. That was great. Yeah. So on the middle of the lockdown bar by your flippers, there's an action button. And when you hit the button, it changes the position of the glider. So you can have the ball return to the flipper of your choice versus on the pro, whatever path you're hitting the ball, it's always going to return to the same spot on the premium and LE model. You can physically control which way the ball is going to go. What is that crank feature too? Cause that looks, I couldn't, like it, it just looked like crane was shaking in an amazing way, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. So that's a custom sculpted mechanical crane. And it will jump up and down by that pop bumper area and taunt players throughout uh, game action. <laughs> <laughs> the crank was cool. It glows every lights up too, which is just awesome. Is there any other thing too? Like that? I know there's like a team up feature. Uh, uh, I think I might have dropped off. Oh, sorry. You there, Zach? Hey, Zach. Maybe. Maybe he's not. I've I've heard him pull this before in interviews uh, when he <laughs> wants to leave. He goes, ah, I think I dropped off, and then he disappears. Got it. No, <laughs> it's it's okay. All right. I, well, I, I, th I think I'm back now because now yeah, there's not a static <laughs> image on my phone. <laughs> before, it's like I was like saying something, and both of you were like just completely static. I'm like, wow, I'm really killing this interview, guys. Um, <laughs> um, no. So going in. I think the last thing I heard you say was just talking more about the code in the machine. Oh or, no. I mean, you can talk about that, but I don't, I won't understand a word you're saying about the code. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it extremely high level. No, sure. but, um, yeah, cool. It, it's, it's really cool. So like Dwight is a huge fan of the turtles. So, you know, right from when you hit the start button, I mean, you're transported to the turtles universe um, right before you launch your first ball, you can select your turtle. So, you know, oh, wow. your favorite is Michelangelo. And what's really cool is each turtle uh, gives you different powers and attributes. So if you choose Donatello, you will have only one shot on the right ramp to start turtle power multiball. So each turtle has like their unique power. And depending on which turtle you pick, during gameplay, if you start um, like a team-up battle, um, you can get perks throughout gameplay so it's really cool i won't dive into the nuance because i won't do it justice but you know for any turtles fan i mean it really dives into the essence of what that show is about that's cool because i was curious what that screen's about because i don't you know I, I i don't play a ton of new pinball machines to be perfectly honest with you so i'm used to it being those little like you know light up grids so is that like there's a character select in that screen Yeah, and there's actually there's actually one on the uh, you can see them uh, lit on the the shooter lane um, with lights, so you can you can kind of pick both ways, um, and and that's actually one of the one of the things that uh, you know when, I, when we had our first uh, meeting when I came in and I talked with Dwight, that was one of the first things uh, that that I said, and and he was already there. Was I said number one, it's got to be like the arcade; you got to be able to pick your character. 
Uh, and number two, you got to be able to play co-op. You got to be able to play together as a team. Um, and so that's one of the things that he's brought and, and co-op isn't necessarily new to pinball, but the way he's done it, uh, is, is extraordinary. And, and it's, you can literally buff, uh, and do things that the, the next player character, and by the way, you can only each be, uh, one of the turtles, you can't be the same. So it's, it's, it's legit. Uh, and then, and then, uh, you can actually sort of make it further progress as a team, as opposed to just playing at one player and maybe not quite ever getting far, for far enough into the game to see certain things. Um, and the other thing that he did was, uh, Dwight, uh, we pulled, uh, sort of the modes and everything from episodes. So we've kind of recreated a lot of classic episodes from the first three seasons. Um, and, oh. and, and, and yeah, and, 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 uh, uh, that was actually, uh, something that he had come up with and he came up with a way to do actually even like two sort of two parters kind of thing, uh, in the modes, which again, I, I hear you on the, uh, the pinball code being like, uh, a little bit confusing, uh, when you're sort of not playing the modern games, uh, cause they, they, they seem intimidating. Uh, to, to like most people, but, um, I assure you, you will know exactly what you're doing. And this, this one, um, because it is a theme that you like, actually, it might, uh, it might actually explain things. And then all of a sudden it'll click for you because that's what happened to me, uh, with Ghostbusters. Um, and, and, uh, even more so with Deadpool was, was, you know, like I was just like you, like I played pinball, but I was used to playing, you know, pinball games that eh, maybe weren't quite as uh, high level in this regard. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but I will tell you this, um, uh, once you, once it clicks, once you get it, you understand the addiction, you understand why people are spending way too much money on these machines all the time. Wait a minute, I didn't know co-op. I didn't know co-op. What are you talking about? They're not <laughs> spending enough on it, Jeremy. Come I'm on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Never mind. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what is I mean? What is co-op? I mean, I don't know. If you can answer this, Zach, but what does co-op in a pinball game look like? Because I, I, I'm I'm used to playing, you know, Temple of Doom, 1980, whatever's machine at, you know, my local arcade. So I'm curious what that is. Yes. So it, it's really unique because yeah, you know, this isn't the first iteration of co-op in pinball. Um, you know, at the highest of levels, co-op in pinball is kind of everyone shooting no pun intended for the greater good you know trying to work your three work your way through the game and get to you know the ultimate wizard mode so it kind of saves progress between players so instead of just you know one player playing three balls to try to achieve you know getting through all the episodes completing all the multi balls getting to these wizard modes you know if you play four players you're all working off of each other so if player one completes two episodes when player two goes up those two episodes are already completed and they're working on episode three or four, if that makes sense. Oh, cool. Um, what Dwight did though, he incorporated team play co-op, which is really cool. So say that, you know, you're terrible at pinball like Jeremy and his family and they want to play against, you know, me, who's a world-class player. It could be one versus three. Also true. And it's the three of their scores battling just me at the same time so it's really cool you know so if you're bringing this for the family and you know dad or mom's really good and the kids are just getting better you know they can team up and try to take down the, the parents which is really cool oh very cool what's the uh, what's the team up mode so i saw this little turtle com with casey uh metalhead I, I forget who the other two were i think it was neutrino and was it splinter yeah what's the team up what's that what's that about yeah, so with uh, the team-ups, that's if you complete it, you'll get some perks. So, you know, each episode, um, you can get these perks. So whether it's, you know, two times pizza meter or, you know, getting Krang his body or lighting in-lanes for special events, it kind of, it adds to what's currently taking place in the game. Oh, cool. And what, I mean, I, I, Bebop and Rock City have a play in there too, right? I saw something, I, I'm obsessed with Bebop and Rock City, so <laughs> but their feature is in the game. Yeah, they've, they've got their own episodes and they also uh, are both featured in, in both the outlanes and spinners uh, um, and, and have other effects that actually probably Zach uh, can explain. Z by the way, Zach is actually a professional uh, and extremely good player. 
and okay. I am actually I am actually not. So he's actually not bad. I, I, I used to be better. Uh, I joked. I used to be ranked number one in the world of competitive pinball. Oh wow! And then my wife and I had our first kid, and let's just say I love my child more than my world ranking. <laughs> um, so I wanted to go down a little bit model by model. Uh, I'm curious. I was just going to go one by one. Um, with the pro, so like it has this really cool like sewer lid artwork and the pizza stuff on the sides. Is there anything you wanted to mention about the pro model? Because it's, I mean, it's, I didn't like, I wouldn't know there's something better than the pro model unless you showed it. Like, I would just be like, oh, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So, I mean, is, is there anything you want to talk about with the pro model? I'll, I'll defer to, oh. oh, no, I was going to say, I'll defer to Jeremy. I mean, this is really artwork specific. I kind of spoke to the physical aspect. So, Go for it, Jeremy. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Functionality-wise or artwork? No, no, no. Um, uh, well, so the pro to me, because I know that's that's uh, primarily, that's usually like you, you know, Zach was saying, that's usually a, uh, um, a location uh, machine a lot of times. You know, uh, you'll, you'll, you know, a pizza place or a, a, an, ar a, an arcade, you know, barcade, whatever. Um, you know, a, a lot of them will upgrade but but many of them will just go with the pro and so i treat the pro sort of as uh the most approachable um uh for for my money um uh which is to say i'm cheap uh i always think i'm probably going to be able to afford a pro maybe <laughs> and so i start there and i go okay i got to make sure that i would be happy to have this in my house um and and uh so it, it, this is sort of a broad package it's it's um you know, it started off, uh, actually the first sketch I ever did was that grouping of the turtles on the back glass that you see there. Um, uh, that was the first sketch I did. Um, and I was like, man, I really want kind of this dynamic sort of space and play. And, and uh, I didn't know where I was going with it, but, but, um, uh, from there I decided, you know, for the cabinet, um, you know, just, just to kind of, uh, poke people with, with, uh, warm fuzzies. So you, you gotta have, uh, you know, turtles coming out of a sewer. You gotta have, uh, Michelangelo eating pizza and, and, um, there's no way on earth you can't have shredder. Um, and in this case, uh, I managed to get Krang and the Android body in there as well for the, for the sides. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, overall, I just wanted it to be, uh, the broadest, um, and then, then I sort of, um, you know, from there on the premium and LE, since those are usually like, uh, um, what I would call the, uh, pinball nerd buyers. Um, those are the ones that you get a little more specific on. Um, sometimes you pull out maybe a scene from the game that, you know, will be in there if you know, it'll be in there. Um, because keep in mind while I'm working, everybody else is working. So code and story, everything is all coming together at the same time. I don't always know that information, but, um, but, uh, that's sort of the approach. Pre premium is kind of, uh, it's kind of the, um, it's not limited like the LE obviously. Um, but it shares the features of the LE in many ways. So that's the one where, you know, I, I always kind of have the biggest problem figuring out how to appeal uh, to people, it's still you want to be broad, but it, you, you kind of want to create something unique. And so that's why, you know, like the front, I decided to focus on sort of a mouser invasion sort of precursor. And, and that's why you've got on the side, you know, the turtles, uh, you got a mouser coming in um, as the turtles are, are, you know, obviously keeping an eye on things from underground. Um, and then Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, you, you got to have Bebop and Rocksteady in there. Um, but the, the proudest thing, and I think, and I don't know this is true or not, but I'm going to say it is, uh, I think I did something no one has ever done in pinball on this one. Uh, and regardless of if I'm right, I don't care. I'm very proud of it anyway. And that is I introduced uh, a meme onto the artwork on the side cabinet. Uh, and that is the Cowabunga It Is Michelangelo um, uh, meme that uh, exists in the world. Because I, I, I love uh, that meme. I think it's uh, absolutely fascinating. And it confuses so many people. I love it. Um, it's, it's anyway. so great. That was like, that was the detail that was like, I was like, so originally I just reached out to uh, uh, um, uh, Zach uh, at Stern. And I was like, I saw the, 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 
the meme thing on the front <laughs> paper and i was like okay whoever made this is like an obsessed crazy turtle fan so that was like a clincher for me and i think weirdly enough like i think the premium model might be my favorite i think because it's like really villain centric like i said i'm obsessed yeah. with rock city so like that machine to me i, I like the, the really purple color scheme to it like like the the bebop and rock city on the side is just the the, the top of the artwork is so cool like the whole thing is just really really great well the the, the back class on that one, the translate, uh, the artwork on that, um, I really wanted to capture, like, uh, so you remember the, the cartoons of that era, uh, less so now, but of that era, um, they would always have, um, like, a, a really high-level team, usually from overseas, uh, do the intro, right? And the intro was always, like, the most dynamic, best animated, yes. right? Yes, so I want like some of the some of the uh, um, the uh, original uh, again the original seasons of the the, the turtles some of the uh, opening segments of that were so dynamic to me um, and I wanted to to push that through with this one and that's why you get that I extreme angle up on things and the turtles sort of coming at it. it's things like that that again i don't necessarily want to do what's been done before but i want to kind of be informed by it and pay respect to it um but just sort of in my own way but but yeah but getting back to the meme i did not expect that to get through um i i was i had an alternative paper with uh that that got rid of that meme entirely cuz i kind of thought well first off either either nickelodeon these guys who work there in the turtle department obviously they know the turtles but maybe they're going to go like, nah, that's, you know, it's that's yeah. not something we should do, you know, this out of the other, uh, not a word about it. Uh, <laughs> and so I was so happy the day that I heard that it was approved with no changes. I go, yes, <laughs> I couldn't wait for people to see it. Um, and so far you're the only one who has really spoken up and said, uh, that, uh, you recognize. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that was like, I saw, I think I was on, I saw your Instagram feed and I saw it on there and I was like, holy shit. I mean, is that <laughs> reaction to him including uh California it is like was what, what, what was your thinking on that uh, I think you want, do you want me to do my Zach impression sure we can try that okay uh it was fantastic uh we should pay him more <laughs> um no uh yeah well <laughs> no it was it, if I if I could have, um, uh, I would have uh, wherever possible slipped in more. There actually were some things that I'm not going to talk about, but there were some things that I wanted to do on the play field originally um, that before I ever actually implemented them, uh, we had discussions about and we kind of strayed away from. Um, mm. And I, I actually, in hindsight, uh, I, I don't know what I was smoking at the time. Um, and by the way, it was nothing, but, uh, but, uh, uh it was the right decision. Uh, so I'm actually happy somebody uh, brought me down on that one. Do you have um, an example of a, of a bad idea or a crazy idea not included? Uh, you know, I want, so I wanted to pay, um, wherever possible, uh, on this, uh, when, when, for instance, there's, uh, you know, vehicles or, or even specific characters, I always, my whole mantra was always defer to the toy. Hmm. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, on the, um, on the LE, that pose of Krang and the Android body on the, uh, on the back glass, the mirrored back glass, um, is actually, uh, sort of my weird interpretation of the illustration of the Android body and the original toy. Cause it was yes, such a, the box art, the playmates box. Yeah, art. It was, it was such I a weird, it. yeah, it was a weird pose. And it always yeah. like, uh, it actually kind of bothered me as a kid, but over time I, I kind of grew to like respect the oddity of it. Um, and so like, you know, little things like that. So I don't want to, I don't want to say what it was because I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, but, but, but it was things like that. Um, where again, I would go, okay, let's always defer to the toy. Um, you know, uh, like the, the drill on the, the side, uh, yes, that's the, uh, that's the toy drill, not the car, yes. which I know this is great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I said, listen, you know, uh, same with the, with the, the turtles van, uh, is sort of more the toy. I, I kind of did a hybrid on some sure. things, but, but it's more that, uh, than the other, the coloration, we always went that route. Um, uh, and, and, uh, probably the only one that I broke that on a little bit 
uh, was the Technodrome because I like the design uh, in the cartoon better than the actual toy. Um, yeah, and that's, that's a tough. personal I, preference. I mean, yeah. and I, you can probably see the Technodrome behind me. Oh, um, yeah. But like it, as you grow older and the toy gets smaller, you're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yes. It's yes. underwhelming after when you get to be an adult. <laughs> yeah, it's still cool. It's still yeah. cool, and I love it. But at the same time, I, I you know, I thought, well, you know, and and I knew that the Technodrome, uh, which I, I where's Zach? Can, am I allowed to say this, Zach? Possibly <laughs> about about something uh, that will come out later. Um, maybe let's hold off on that. Okay, okay, that, and that's why I asked. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Better say that. Um, sorry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, um, yes, yes. So, uh, as I was going to say, nothing. I was not going to say a thing. <laughs> I'm glad um, I didn't drop out at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen. I wouldn't have until I heard from. <laughs> I would have filled the dead space with me rambling. I'm sure we could just assume Stern is building a working technodrome. But I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be cool, though. I'd be okay with that. No, but I get you. Like the the yeah the the toy technodrome, the movie, the show technodrome was like you know Death Star on tank wheels. Yeah, cool and you know great, but like yeah, the cartoon technodrome makes sense to go to there. Yeah, well, you know, and actually that, and, and just just for the sake of of uh, nerdiness, um, one thing that I did, and I'm not well. Okay, I did two things on this project uh, to try to pay respect to the original property that that no one will care about, but this is how stupid and dumb I am um, in my thinking. Um, uh, the differentiator in this version of the Turtles to me versus every version that's come since is the fact that they are very much rounded, curvilinear forms. As each iteration would come after, they've become more angular. Sure. Um, and for me, I actually like uh, I like mixing the strength of angles and curves. But with this one, I literally tied my hands and said, no, I'm going to push this curve thing as far as I can. And I would literally redraw and and like erase constantly when I'm sketching, going no 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 can't do that. That's an angle, <laughs> which is dumb. Uh, so so that was my first primary thing. The secondary thing I did, and this was again to pay respect again to the fact this was an animated show, is um, the only time I use black line in any of the artwork is what would be a moving character or vehicle. So, and you probably can't tell us in the photos because the photos are, are uh, you know, they're pretty contrasty, but when you get close to it, you'll be able to uh, see it. And whether you recognize it or not, I think it adds uh, to it, but um, all of the background elements um, do not have black line. They're all more painterly uh, colored lines, things like that. Um, and it, it's little stupid things like that, that I obsess on. Um, and people thought I was kind of crazy. Like when I would be like, Oh, I don't know. I have to do this. And they're like, no, nah, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, just trust me. Um, in the end, I think everybody, you know, like is, is been very positive and supportive of it. I, I have to say, I think the best, uh, work I've ever done is, is been with Stern. Um, and that's why I continue to work with them as long as they continue to allow me to is, um, uh, they do actually respect me. Uh, <laughs> And give me and give me uh, some some leeway at times when, let's be honest, I haven't earned it uh, at all. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing I've done that earns uh, that respect. But but having said that, um, uh, you know, I, I try to be thoughtful uh, when I work on a project. And again, I, I won't work on it unless I I think that I understand it fully and know I can do something worthwhile with it. Uh, this is the, this is my favorite project out of everything I've done. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's, it's their favorite project, uh, that's ever been done with this license, Nickelodeon, but, uh, um, I'm very proud of it. And, and, um, I hope it, it gets out there soon. So everybody can actually get up close to it and, and start playing it and pouring over it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, getting on to limited edition, let me go to you, Zach, first, if you don't mind. Um, 
I'm curious, like what makes the limited edition, the limited edition, like there's cool green metal to it, which gave it a totally different pop than the rest of it. But what's like, what makes the limited edition so special? Um, well, considering they're all sold out right now, I'd say that's pretty uh, limited. No, but uh, no, it is uh, limited to 500. So that that's uh, once the 500 are made, sold, that's it. Versus the premium and pro models, um, we will keep building those as long as there's demand. All 500 have sold already? Yep. Holy all over the wow, world. Geez. That's so, I don't, so you're telling me I'm not getting one? Uh, is your check in the mail? No. <laughs> that's okay. I'll live. I'll live. Yeah. So that, that's what makes it extremely limited. There's also a couple of nice add-ons. There's a certificate of authenticity signed by Gary Stern, uh, president of CEO of Stern Pinball. Also, the game designer, John Borg, uh, has a signed placard on it. And it's a number. You have a numbered plaque on it just saying, you know, number one of 500. Yeah, and also the uh, the the back glass, the translate uh, is actual glass. Yeah, um, and it it also has a, a mirrored, an etched mirrored uh, pass uh, of line work as well. So as you walk around it, you get this this weird effect. It's it's pretty cool. Yep, there's a limited edition exclusive inside art blades, hand drawn by yours truly, not me, uh, Jeremy. <laughs> and uh, you know, there's a lot of other upgrades. There's a shaker motor installed. There's anti-reflection playfield glass. Um, there's a really cool custom high gloss sour apple green powder coated armor and legs. So that's that, that green trim so is cool. specifically for that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's beautiful. And the cityscape on the inside is great. The neutrinos cars flying through there. Like there's so much cool, the, 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 pro, the, um, and the module artwork on the side, I was nuts about. So, I mean like the whole, that, that machine is just fantastic. It's great. And the, the, the turtles in the, the hats on the front. <laughs> I love that. I listen, I did too. I wanted to get them in, uh, trench coats on here somewhere. And I, I, it, you know, look, it's not everyone's favorite. We'll just put it that way. Uh, and so, so I managed to get them on the front. But what's fun, what was the funniest thing for me was um, I saw uh, some people uh, in the pinball forums, uh, of which we won't speak of their names. Um, and, uh, and they're like people who aren't Turtles fans, right? And, <laughs> and they were looking at it and they're going, What's with the goofy turtles on the front of the LE? And I'm just like, oh, you people don't understand. Oh my god, no, that was like one of the things I geeked out most about. That the, the trench coat turtles is great, and they're so happy. I made yes. sure that they were very happy. Um, uh, that, that's the other distinguishing factor of this version of the turtles. This is the happiest version of the turtles, and and you know, despite everything that's going on in the world, you know, I was working on this, finishing up a few things over, you know, the whole sort of COVID period, which I think we're kind of still in. Um, and I thought, you know what, this is going to be perfect when we, when it comes out, because it's like, it, this is the most lighthearted, just happy, you know, like for, for someone my age, like I don't have to worry about the fact that the world's on fire anymore. <laughs> I can just focus on happy things, but whatever. That's uh that's my uh, justification. No, it's cool. I, you, I, that's what I like about it too. Like, you know, there's so many different versions of the turtles. I mean, the, the 87 cartoon is probably the most iconic version of them, but like, it's also brighter, more silly, more fun. And I feel like that lends itself to pinball better than the dark Mirage turtles, or even like the movie turtles, which are my favorite, like the first one. anyway. But like the, that you can get this sort of bright, crazy colors and fun stuff for a pinball machine, which I don't know it would translate to even the Nickelodeon cartoon, which is the, the 2012 cartoon, which is cool and bright in its own way, but it's not like that kitschy, fun silliness that you had back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I, I agree. And actually, I uh, again, for the pinball crowd that, that's familiar with my work, I think they were expecting, you know, the last game that released that I did was uh, um, actually Primus for the band Primus. But before that, right before it was Deadpool, and right before that was Iron Maiden. So like everybody's thinking like, you know, like they hear that I'm I'm doing turtles and that everyone's thinking that it's going to be this dark, 
you know, thing. And it's like, no, I didn't want to embrace darkness at all. Like this property to me is like my childhood, you know, like this is like the, 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 the happiest memories I have, you know, is sort of that era. And, and that's, I just tried to get that across and, and hone in on that. Uh, the, uh, you know, detractors be damned. There's even baby turtles on it. There's happy oh. baby turtles. They're great. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I had to get baby turtle. Now, keep in mind, I am a family guy. I've got uh, I've got three kids, uh, and and unfortunately, they're all aging every year. I don't know if you know this, but uh, they keep they keep getting old. Yeah, I have a five um, experiencing that. <laughs> oh no! Just wait. In the blink of an eye, uh, my, you know my my youngest is now actually uh, twelve. My oldest, nineteen. Wow. Now I'm only 17 years old myself. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I, I'm pushing 40, 43. Uh, but um, uh, I bring this up because one of the most interesting things about this project that I, I haven't really spoken about, but um, it, is important to me is uh, my oldest, uh, who is 19. Um, I actually, uh, have been interning her and I interned her through this project. She actually would go with me to Stern. Um, and I sort of showed her the ropes and she actually got, uh, to do a little bit of work, um, on this with me. We got to work together on, on a few aspects of it, um, which was really for me, uh, you know, uh, pretty rewarding and special. And I think for her as well. So, um, you know, uh, I'll talk more on that, uh, later at some point, uh, cause some of it has to do with something I can't talk about, but, um, uh, but, but having said that, you know, I would run all everything by her and my, my youngest daughter, uh, and my youngest daughter approved of baby turtles immediately. So I know I was in good shape. You know, Zach, so, uh, we, we lost you for a second before, but I'm curious of your, um, your reaction to the the cowabunga it is um, newspaper that that Jeremy included. Uh, were you what were your thoughts were on it when he first showed it to you? I saw that unmute for a second. I don't think I think it's the I think it's the paper itself. Actually, I don't think he wants to answer that question. <laughs> Oh man, what did I miss? <laughs> my phone goes back in. It's like I come back to silence. I'm like, uh oh, what did I miss? <laughs> no, I was curious. it was it was the same question I'd ask you when we lost you for a second before. I was curious about your reaction to the the cowabunga it is meme being included on the. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I thought it was incredible, and I love that people are actually spotting it. I mean, just the reaction to that is priceless. Oh, it's so cool. You know, Zach, this is another question for you. So, like, you know, I. I didn't. I, I I don't think I. I haven't played a high level pinball machine like this before, and I'm curious. Like, what did you guys do for music? Are there voices on it? Are they original voices? Like, what what goes in? What's on that? Yeah, so we've got speech callouts from uh, licensor approved um, actors, also including a couple Stern employees. So we have a couple software people who did some of the callouts as Crane and Shredder and the licensor. You know, had essentially no feedback. They loved what was in the game. So, you know, we worked extremely close with Nickelodeon to, you know, make this as, you know, authentic and sound as real as possible. Um, we have a nice re-recording of the 1987 theme music and a lot of uh, custom tracks to kind of have a groovy pizza turtley feel to it. Very cool. Yeah, I, I have to throw in there the, the, the shredder is uh, the best... I've heard uh, of anyone trying to do, cause you know, uh, that that's a very unique voice. Uh, yeah. Good old uncle Phil yeah. uh, did for it. And, and this is the bet. And it was actually uh, a fellow that works at the Stern who did it. Uh, I'm, I was, when I first heard it, I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is fascinating to me. So that's awesome. I, I think he's, I think he's uh, got a future. He does. <laughs> You know, Zach, uh, winding things up, I want to know, like, uh, basically, how do people get their hands on it? So for like me, I'm, I'm, you know, you guys can tell this, but I'm doing this from my, my turtle lair with arcade machines and tons of toys and other shit like that. But I <laughs> spot figured out for where I want this machine to go. So like, where, how do people get a hold of this, basically? Best bet, go to sternpinball.com. And you can either go to 
the buy game tab or if you go onto a game page, so if you click on the turtles, which will be the first thing that you'll see on the website and view the game, uh, you can inquire and we can get you in touch with your local dealer. Cool. Sounds great. Uh, and for each of you, uh, Jeremy first, who's your favorite turtle? Donatello. Why is that? Oh, because I'm a nerd. Okay, uh, Don, Donatello always appealed to me because uh, he seemed like the most socially awkward. And so I was, I was right there. Same here. Uh, Zach, what about you? Favorite turtle? Well, I can't pick the same answer, even though I probably would have answered that. So I'll go with the <laughs> second one. Um, I was really big into karate growing up. I was uh, a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. And my favorite weapon, I don't even want to say weapon, but my tool in the arsenal I love nunchucks, so I'll have to give the nod to Michelangelo. That's great. Honestly, guys, both of you, thank you for doing this. This is, uh, you guys have nailed it with this machine. I mean, the the diehard turtle fans, and I, I mean, I would hope pinball fans, like, I, I, I think people go nuts over this when they see them. They're, they're amazing machines, and thank you both for doing this. It's, it's fantastic. No, thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, and apologies for babbling, but uh, I, uh, I, I've been working on this forever. I haven't been able to talk about it. No, it's great. The, deta the details are exactly what I wanted to talk to you guys. So thank you so much. Take care. Take care. All right. Take care.